Thanks, Bill. Contrary to popular belief, I am a very nice guy. Thank you. I always thought you were very, you were very nice to me, Phil. Sorry, Nick. Sorry. You were. You were always very nice. I am Josh Young. And I'm Josh Dillon. And you're listening to the Pink and Black Playback, a 4 out of 10 podcast chronicling the 10 out of 10 career of one Brett the Hitman Hart, where we cover all the highs, the lows, and the pinky middles. Ooh, mommy. Fuck Sidney Crosby. <laughs> yeah, fuck Sidney Crosby. I like that one better. Let's go back and do it again. No, fuck that. And today, <laughs> we are talking about Brett versus Sean in their... Uh, Famous Iron Man match from WrestleMania 12. And then CM Punk versus the EVPs at the (laughs) the media. Yeah. At the false media. All out 2022 media scrum. (laughs) Versus fake news. Punk versus fake news. Yeah. I hope you guys haven't had uh, enough hot takes on this uh, (laughs) stupid backroom bullshit because boy, do we ever have some. (laughs) Is this AEW, EVP, Tony Khan, fake media, fake news? Is this first blood match? Sure. Because he's bleeding, he was he was bloody before he got in there. Right? Does that just cause the match to end if it's a first blood match? If you just show up and you're already bleeding, technically. Like, what if you got a scab and you like pick it on your? <laughs> it, no, it's over. It stings. <laughs> Legally, you lose. It says so in state law. Um, <laughs> okay, from the beginning. <laughs> what do we got then? This, yeah. So let's start with a match of some renown in Brett's career. We have. Uh, Brett versus Sean at the Iron Man match. As I understand it, which this might be the last match they didn't hate each other. They you know? were friends going into the match. Yeah. On a on a blissful late March uh, yeah. night in Anaheim. And depending on what day you catch Brett, they were either <laughs> friends at the end or they or weren't. were they were De- is the is the uh, is the gang dissolving? Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. We might have a couple of that, a couple of those today. Um, so I'll start off. The intros are. <laughs> this is interesting. So this match, famously, um, this match has these promo packages. I think Brett writes about them in the book. Yes, he does. Everybody's talked about them because Brett does a great bit about them. Um, these intro movie packages. Uh, feature both of the athletes working out beforehand, getting ready for this Iron Man match. It shows um, Shawn Michaels doing these like these like what do you even call those? Totally vertical push-ups just on his hands, yeah. like totally like a head a bar. handstand push-ups on a bar. On a bar. Yeah. It's wild. He's with the he's American flag and rolling with somebody. <laughs> he's doing a lot of work. Yeah, it's really. You know who that's supposed to be? Who? That's that's a man referred to only as trainer. He later became famous. In the uh, acclaim WWF uh, video games, Attitude, Warzone, what? the ECW games, he was a playable character. That guy no. is a playable character, and he keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger as the games progress. Why? So when acclaim ended what up is getting any of that, because when THQ ended up getting WWF, they got rid of him. But yeah. acclaim ended up getting ECW, but they kept using the trainer character. Oh my god! Continuing the series and kept getting fatter and fatter and fatter. You know, as as life just happens, it's side happened to me. But he wears that exact outfit in every game. That's so silly. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it looks good, and Sean looks good in the ring. But then we see Brett's footage, and Brett's footage to me looks fine. But the way Brett tells the story is, it was like frozen in Calgary. He's running, yeah, he's running around, he's running trying not the to river. fall. So he's yeah. right next to the river, so they get the shot. And then they got video footage of him in the basement getting stretched out by his old, old man. man. <laughs> He's like, I'm getting stretched out Brett by like a senior that, citizen. Uh, they made Sean look good. They made yeah. Brett look like an old man. Yeah. I, And like, I don't think that was the intention. However, during the match, several times they do try to imply that like 
Sean is like Mr. Athlete, yeah. and therefore, oh, Brett doesn't really, he's got to re- uh, rely on his guile. He's, he's not yeah, better like than Sean put, at anything physically. They put Sean over. They oh, put yeah. Brett down. Brett, and, Brett being put over, I mean, Sean being put over, excuse me, it, it starts from the word go. So we have all yeah. those videos. And the videos, honestly, I think it's over implied on Brett's side but the way he tells the story is absolutely hilarious I suggest you look it up there's a couple shoot interviews yeah. where he brings it up and in the book and it's in the yeah. book as well uh so the actual start of the match is the famous Shawn Michaels fucking hey what is it zip line zip line down through the rafters there's video the... footage the night before I think when they're getting Wrestlemania set up there's video footage of yeah. Vince McMahon doing the zip line oh, into of course the thing. He did. Just he's like, "Well, I, Pearl, I gotta try it first. Exactly. <laughs> like, gotta gotta make sure this is safe for my the, top guy. The rule of prima nocta, I guess. <laughs> Every king deserves a chance. But this isn't how the the entrance starts. No, nope. <laughs> entrance starts with Jose Lothario. Yeah, they, uh, Shawn Michaels' uh, uh, mentor trainer coming out first. He's pretty, at this point, he's managing. It's no longer Sherry Martell. He's managing Shawn Michaels. Yeah, and I don't know if he For really, like weeks and months. Did he do it for weeks and months? Yes. Oh shit, I barely even remember that. He's, yeah, he's Shawn Michaels' manager. This. I remember the lead up to this and that's all I remember. There's a bit but, in like, Brett's I don't book too where, My brain's fucking where Shawn's perfect. like putting Jose down and this is like his mentor. This guy brought him up and he's like, he didn't want him there, but they had to like maintain that, you know, you know, Brett has stew. Yeah, as trying to give you this like rocky. Yeah, yeah, it's um, very much that. It's rocky-ish, you know, type deal. And so, yeah, he jogs out. Yeah, um, Jose Lothero comes out to Sean's music, and you hear it the full the whole song. song. It takes him the entire fucking song to get out there. Yeah, you thought Jose was cute. You thought he was sexy. I mean, maybe Did that's you? so. I mean, his last name's Lothario, but like Jose Lothario. Mm. <laughs> so he comes in, and Swarthy. then the, the song, the song repeats itself. Starts back from the beginning, and then you look up, like fucking Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's Shawn Michaels. It's Sting. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's not Sean Sting. Michaels. <laughs> it's Shawn Michaels. Uh, spotlights on him, and he's doing a little dance, and then he zip lines right down into yeah. the crowd near near ringside. Um. Fashion moment here, I think, is definitely in order. <laughs> Sean is wearing probably my favorite version of his gear. I don't know. It, it, Sean's gear was ahead of its time. It's hard not to look at what Sean is wearing and like, you You're know, say like that and then not think about fucking Randy Savage. Like, oh, Randy he was Savage had his... great gear too. He, he was, was. sure he cowboy. was. Yeah, he yeah. absolutely was. <laughs> I mean, the added detail though, like, um, yeah, it's very, it's very focused. Yeah. It's uh, so he's got the white pants with like the silver hearts all over yeah. it, and the hearts themselves have this interesting. I had to double check and like look at it. They've got like this <laughs> mesh pattern built into them inside the heart. Yeah, inside the heart itself, yeah. it's very cool. And he's wearing this like leather. You might remember it. It's like a leather jacket. It's more so leather arms, leather vest. It's yeah, it's all like cut up. Very like uh, quasi uh, fetish gear, almost. Like a lot of his gear was, though. You know, you remember we had that one jacket where it was like all cut out and he had little metal chains going through he was, it. Uh, the he was a gimmick, sexy boy. Yeah, he was sexy boy. He was, the whole gimmick was that he was like a male stripper. A big sexy, sexy boy. Yeah, he's so sexy. It says so in his song. He's not your boy toy. He's a sexy boy. We know this. He keeps saying sexy a lot. Well, that's the song. I've learned it. I learned it from him because we hear the song three fucking times. So he ziplines down, um, looking like a million bucks. 
uh, makes it down. Big pyro. Yeah. Um, on the on the rafters. The rafters. And this is lean time for the WWE. The rest of the presentation of this show looks Ooh, like basic dollar store. You could have you could have thought uh, you were watching uh, WWF superstars, and you would not be wrong. Don't know if there's another entrance of Sean's that I remember more than this. This is just the I entrance. can't think. Oh, well, is Undertaker WrestleMania stuff, but that's later in his mm, career. Remember, much. he came as the Anti Taker. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it was literally Jesus versus the devil. He's got to stop teaming with God. It never goes well for God. God loses whenever. <laughs> but he yeah, remember John he Michaels. like Taker comes out uh, in that match. Taker comes out in his yeah. regalia, and then Brett or uh, sorry, Brett, uh, Sean comes down from the fucking uh, rafter in the in the beginning of the or the the top ramp. That's and right. As God sent. Stunning contrast, really, to that entrance. Our champion walks out in the most typical Bret Hart fashion ever. To no pageantry, yeah. uh, no regular pompous. Bret intro. His song doesn't finish. He gives his glasses to Blade, his own son. He's sitting in the front <laughs> Six-year-old row. Six-year-old boy Blade. Oh. But it, it, before even Bret comes down to the ring as champion of the world in the World Wrestling Federation, you hear Sexy Boy by Shawn Michaels, the song, his theme song that he sings, Thrice. It plays with Jose. It plays with him when he's on the zip line. And then getting ready for the match. Taking his shit off and getting into the ring. It still plays. Yeah. You and I were, we didn't even get a debate. We were just like, if you hear your challenger's song three times, thrice before the cock rose, mm. if you hear that three times, that automatically means you win the match, right? Is that how Jesus framed it, too? <laughs> That automatically means you're coming back on the third day, right? Oh, I love it. That means it. you win. That, that I love it. if you're if your champion comes out to is one the and only song the one time, yeah. half of or it. Or just even. that intro, even. You yeah. know, that whole like like not the video package. I honestly think that's overthought, but that actually walkout feels real like, oh, you're you're giving that belt up. You piss somebody off, is what it feels like. Because you got nothing. He just came out normal. He doesn't have an old guy with him, which is weird because that old guy comes to a lot of these matches. Yeah. <laughs> This is a big, serious uh, athletic affair. So, of course, we have uh, Earl Hebner trying to remember his lines and explain what's going to happen in the match. He did a good job. He didn't stutter, I don't think, at all. He didn't. He, great. No, he, he did had great. it on right on time. Good work, Earl. We're, we're proud of you. Yeah, so we get Dave, uh, Earl, sorry, Earl Hebner giving the big uh, rundown as to what the the stipulation is. And the stipulation is quite simple. Whoever gets the most uh, pins or submissions uh, in the 60-minute time, time limit will be crowned the winner of the match. Um, Spoiler, it goes 0-0. Zero, zero. <laughs> for what feels like the first 40 minutes of the match, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree, yeah. you let me know. Um, it is really slow. It's a lot of chain work, and then a lot of like off the ropes into chain work. Um, there's brief little moments, and the crowd wants this match. The crowd, this is a huge deal to this crowd. As soon as anything of very, of like limited excitement ta ha takes place, um, the crowd goes wild for a yeah. brief moment. They but pop. they keep pulling it back. And I kind of get the vibe. Like, it's the last, I honestly feel like if you come in in the 40-minute mark of this match, it's a great match. Yeah. But because there is that 40 minutes beforehand, it feels like instead of coming up with more content, it really feels like they took the idea of like a, a Breton, Sean, 20-minute, half-hour match and just accordion stretched yeah. that thing to fit an hour. Um, what's your feeling on the first half of this match? Uh, you can't call it grueling to watch. I can't no, call it that because no. it's Brett and Sean. And you're right. They had to stretch this like an accordion because that's it's a 60-minute draw. Yeah. There are reasons why they don't do Iron Man matches anymore. The last one I like in my head that I can remember with any with any vivid uh, thought 
is Rock Triple H Iron Man match. And that went 60 minutes. But at least you got some fucking pinfalls in that. And to me is a little bit more memorable. Even though it like appeared on a SummerSlam or a Backlash. They cut now that when they do Iron Man matches, they cut it down in half because you have to. No one can sit there. Modern wrestling fans right now can't sit here for an hour and watch two guys go for an hour at a zero zero yeah. pinfall count. You just can't fucking do it. Bailey versus Sasha Banks NXT women's title match. And that was an Iron Woman's match, Iron Man's match that went half an hour. And that is a fucking clinic. Watching that match, that was like at that time, that was the best match of the year, as far as I was concerned, in 2015. It was amazing. Uh, story, you told a story. You got big hits. You got you got high energy action in that match. This is not the case. The mm. those fans in 1996 are not regulated or designed to fucking watch 60 minutes straight. They can't even watch it on CBS when it showed up on Sundays. So why get them to watch it, you know, in a in a WrestleMania match? Yeah. But they do. And they are that that crowd is even though they're sitting kind of sitting on their hands, they're still very energized into the match. They're it's still very like, anxious. They're paying yeah, attention. attention. They yeah. are, but you can tell there's like the crowd's like, mm, what are we doing? Yeah. We can't yeah. leave because it's main event. We can't go get a Pepsi or buy a shirt. Yeah, they're waiting for something they're to waiting happen. for something to happen. But that's how devoted this crowd is. So yeah, once it kicks yeah. into the second half. Holy shit, they're they're on tooth and nail for this. Yeah. I think the pace of it is such that it just really does feel like you could have gotten the same amount of storytelling over in 10 minutes. It's definitely not bad. It's just that I feel like they spent a lot of time trying to get over that this is a real athletic contest yeah. and I feel like more than they needed to do. But it needed to do. I tough... believe this is the first real Iron Man match on WWE. Yeah, that's the this is the first right. they've ever done it. There's some testing out here of yeah. the waters and like how this is going to look. And I do get the idea of like, if you're going to try this with somebody and that try it with your best boys, you know, that's definitely Sean and Brett. Yeah. So I, I, I see all of that and it all makes sense. I just don't think it really turned out the way they wanted to. We get a ref bump at some point. It doesn't matter. We get fucking Jose, Letherio bumps. Ho Ho Jose bumps. The timekeeper gets, gets bumped. bumped. That's yeah. a fun one. Cause like Brett gets knocked into a chair and then he's gets, sitting on the guy's lap. Yeah, and then Shawn Michaels super kicks him, but he like super kicks through him. Yeah, and hits the guy behind him. Yeah, and he's laid out. It's like <laughs> shooting two guys with one bullet in Red Dead or something. It's like yeah, <laughs> got him. It was real cool. It was a real cool moment. Uh, there's some cool exchanges. Sean is probably at his most athletic at this moment, you know, Very, like yeah. his ability to move is just unparalleled. Like it, it, there aren't a million guys like that in the industry. Like there are now, not you know? at that point. No, I don't know if enough people bring this connection up, but to me, it's Ricky steamboat. Oh, he's yeah. like at this point when it comes to his, maybe not style, but his physical nature and his ability yeah. to be strong, his ability to be fast, yeah. his ability to be agile. Uh, it's, I, I see why, the, the presentation is Brett is a technician and very smart, and yeah. Sean is a pure athlete. Yeah. Um, Quick and pure. The ending of this match picks up. I like it. There's a lot of um, higher risk moves. Um, How do you feel about the second half of this match? I like uh, the last-ditch efforts of both men, especially Brett just pounding and kicking him at, at him as much as he could. The second half, too, is meant to portray that Brett is slower. It is definitely, again, another situation where this is a face-v-face -face match. Yeah. So it is also Brett giving up some space and acting a little heelish, even if not totally, but the crowd is not definitely completely. On, like, the crowd doesn't see any of these guys as villains, but it's definitely on Shawn Michaels' side. Um, the guy zip-lined into the crowd. Like, what well, do you yeah, expect? Exactly. And I mean, like, there's <laughs> something about working up 
too. Like I'd rather cheer for the guy that doesn't have the belt than the guy that has the belt. I think most people feel that way. It's, it's funner that way. It's more fun to watch. We get a moment where uh, Brett does the old headbutt to the midsection. And yeah, you yeah, see yeah. him like almost over-exaggeratedly explain to Earl Hebner that, no, no, it yeah, was the gut. He, I hate yeah, him with the gut. With his, and the crowd gut. boos when he does it yeah. too. And it was just like, oh, I could have used more of that, frankly, in this match. I feel like a lot of that storyline gets told better in Brett's match with Roddy Piper. Because him and yes. Roddy Piper do this thing where very quickly... Brett comes down to Roddy Piper's level, so to speak. So he's got the talent, and now he's doing the cheap shit. Yeah. You know? He's got to sink down to his now, level. They're not trying to make Shawn Michaels be that kind of crafty weirdo. In fact, Shawn comes off as like white meat in this whole fucking match. Yeah, the whole way. Yeah, he's not um, doing anything heel in that match. It just feels like I could have, I would have loved to see more instigation from Shawn to make Brett, you know, push things a little more. They knew Brett was leaving for a time for spell mm. to heal and to make the show that would become Lonesome Dove. They knew that, so they needed a they needed a Sean to be face, and that's why he wrestles in that way. Yeah, yeah. Because he's taking the company forward for that whole year, For right? sure, for so sure. They needed. they needed They someone. know Brett's gone. They Brett, gotta hitch, hitch their wagon not, to him. What's interesting about this to me is this is not the best time to have one of your uh, biggest and, like, most regular working stars yeah. leave, leave for months at a time. It must have scared the shit out of that locker room. But also, maybe to some degree, fuck it. We roll the dice. We're going to push Sean. some people. We'll see what happens. Maybe we can get some uh, uh, some movement here. And oh, I feel like that happened. <laughs> this is, you know, 97. We know that's when things do start to kind of pick up for the company. When Brett comes back. And then, of course, skyrocketing after the Montreal Screwdrop. Um, the match is reaching its conclusion. Yeah. We are at 0-0. Zero, zero. Both men have hit each other real hard with a whole bunch of shit. Yeah, there have been crazy like near this, misses, near pinfalls. It finishes 0-0, zero, zero, or so we think, yeah. with Brett having Sean in the sharpshooter. And you it say, goes on to like and that's 30 seconds. He doesn't tap. Yeah, there's a that's the, that's the thing too because you can hear Jerry Lawler's like get that sharpshooter, get that sharpshooter, and Brett doesn't do it. He saves it for the last fucking couple last yeah, minute. He takes a super kick, as said before, sitting yeah. in that chair, in that but, chair. Uh, but he he saves that fucking sharpshooter for last because it's like it makes it look like it's a fucking stupendous ending. Waits for it, yeah. And it's then a big move. And then Sean collapses. He doesn't tap. He collapses under under the pressure. Hmm. And then obviously because it's a tie, it's a draw. Your champion retains. And however, however, Brett's down the down the lane. He's already taken off, going back to Calgary, <laughs> right? Oh. Gorilla Monsoon's there with uh, with what's his face, Earl, Earl, and the uh, who's the Mike guy, the ring announcer, Finkel, Finkel, Howard Finkel. Sorry, Howard Finkel. Yeah, he's a uh, Gorilla Monsoon's officiating the match with uh, Earl Hebner and uh, Howard Finkel. Howard Finkel announces that they are going into sudden death. Overtime. The ruling of Gorilla Monsoon. Monsoon yeah. So this pisses me off for a couple of reasons. One, they tried very hard to make this look like an athletic contest between two top athletes. Yeah. I kind of feel like if that's the case, everybody should know the rules at the beginning. But no, this is like fucking the end of F1 last year. It's just like <laughs> they just decided, no, actually, these are the new rules. The regular stipulation is he retains... Yep. If it is tied, but that's they how that you, works. Bro. They swerved you, but he bro. comes out and he's like, "No, no, actually, yeah, we're gonna do this instead." There's got to be a pinfall. Why wasn't Earl at the beginning of the match being like, "And if we are tied at the yeah. end of 60 minutes, we enter a sudden death overtime"? Because it was a swerve, bro. They don't. They, they wanted to. I understand yeah. that, but they did it anyways because they wanted to be like, "Whoa!" And you can tell by the crowd because yeah. like Brett's leaving, no one's really cheering. 
Brett has won in his own mind and to the crowd. Mm-hmm. But the, you know, for the crowd's sake, it's like, oh, we're getting, they're getting the real bang for a buck here yeah. at this WrestleMania, yeah. right? This is the big WrestleMania moment yeah, surprise. Yeah, yeah. Brett gets back in the ring. He's fucking pissed, righteously pissed off, and as in all rights he should be. Wrestle, 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 and then all of a sudden, bang, super kick, one, and they both collapse. And I love that, by the way, the super kick collapse. Yeah. When he just like, oh, I can barely, and he gets the super <laughs> yeah, kick and then off, he gets and it. Like, oh. Then he gets it, and then I love that. It's That's weird because like bit. Brett looks like he no souls it, but then he's like trying to get in the fetal position, trying to get his bearings. Sean comes back alive, hits the corner, tunes up the band, bang, hits it again, two, and then you get the one, two, three, and the crowd goes fucking ape shit. Yeah, it was a great finish. Oh yeah, it's again, terrific. It's terrific. Honestly, I feel like if this was a forty-minute match, including that extra time. That would have been amazing. A half hour match. Half hour match with the 40. Might have plus, been one with, of their yeah. best matches of all time. Yeah. You know, if it go, went under 40 minutes, if it was like with half a pinfall, hour. With a pinfall, with a pinfall, a piece. Yeah, sure. Piece. And this is the thing I think is kind of missing from this match to me. Yeah. Again, because we're always even, there's never really this sense of like a, a power play. You know, no. in, in in hockey, I, it's hard not to make this connection to me. This idea of like, now is our time to be aggressive. Now is our time to worry about defense. These guys are so smart and so creative that they could have really done something with that. But I also feel like this is kind of the curse of being some of the best in your business mm-hmm. is you start making these artificial constraints to yourself. Yeah. And I have to wonder, they talked about how many pins and like none. It's going to be really dramatic. And it was for those last five minutes. But the rest of the match, I didn't feel the drama added by zero zero. I it doesn't it doesn't play off in modern context. No. It doesn't. Because yeah. you need stakes in in these Iron Man Iron People's matches. Mm-hmm. You do. You need a pinfall or a or a pin or a fucking count out a piece. Something. Someone it's gotta be one one or something like that. It's gotta make be tied. Me feel it. Yeah, yeah, make me feel it. It's gotta be tied before you go do the swerve with the overtime because there's so many things you could do you could have uh sean get lucky like right away yeah and then spend the rest of the match with brett working from underneath and then just beating the shit out of sean which he did for a bunch yeah. of this match or can't have somebody count out right sure yeah, yeah. It, there's a million ways that you can add into this and i also think like a two out of three falls match compared to an Iron Man match in retrospect is is, is a better way format. Better. Works way me. better. I like it. You, I like it it's better. quicker. <laughs> often. Obviously often. often. Often quicker. But uh especially quicker than this. This thing yeah. was like including video package and the boyhood dream has come true. Twelve year old boy. Why is it is very, very very specific. Yeah, yeah, it's very particular. Did he stop dreaming about this between seventeen and eighteen or I don't know. Stop being a boy toy became the sexy boy in that in that uh, time. Well, you know, it happens to all of us eventually. Never can tell. Some of us become the sexy girl. You know, you figure it out. You know, it's up for everybody. The times we live in, man. Young love in the modern world. Gotta know who you is. I guess that kind of takes us to the end of this match. We get the boyhood uh, dream speech. And actually, Sean looks really good in the ring there. You do see Sean specifically mouth, get him the fuck out of my ring. ring. This is my moment. Yeah, to To uh, Earl, who then tells Brett he's got to go. And this is an interesting moment. As we brought up before, Brett, at certain points in his past, has been like, oh, um," like almost acted like he was shocked or taken back by that. Uh, But in recent years, like the last 10 or so, when it gets brought up, he's just like, no, that really wasn't the case. I didn't really care at the moment. Yeah, we're working everybody. He wanted to make it look legit that when I come back, Cause like either, cause this is the thing, either they were planning to work it in advance or also like Brett tells a story. He gets a phone call. I think the next day from Owen telling him that everybody thinks it's real. And he's yeah. like, well, let them think that yeah. well, we'll, we'll leave it out. We there gotta like let it that. work because 
it typically when Brett won the belt or belts were exchanged on his behalf, win or win or lose, there was always a handshake at the end. Yeah. Right? You and think you think back wasn't. to those matches. There is a look back as he's going through the ropes and even a moment where Brett, I don't he pauses. He definitely delays leaving a yeah, little bit. He does. But he doesn't he doesn't pass the yeah. torch. No, they and leave because they because he's coming back. And then they came back and Eey. you know, uh, some hair pulling <laughs> and all this other shit happens. Kind of like what we're looking at he now. Might... <laughs> Before we get there, Josh. Yo. What out of ten watts do you give this match? Eight out of ten zip lines. <laughs> Solid. Eight out of ten sixty zip lines. Solid. It's not it's long. It's not grueling. Might be meh. It's not a tooth puller, but it is a teeth cleaner. And that yeah, can you also... can walk away and go, <laughs> go floss or something. Either way, it stings the heart a little bit. But I love this match. Like uh, it, 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 Eight out of ten is pretty good score. Thank you. I'm well, I don't mean I'm that you scored it well. I'm just saying it's a high score. Nah, that's what you meant. Sure. <laughs> Take compliments when you can, I guess. Yeah. No, no, you meant it. That's fair. That's, yeah, sure. uh, but it was meant to set up something greater down the line, another WrestleMania rematch. I, I know shit for sure Brett wanted another WrestleMania re- rematch. Yeah. He wanted wanted it to keep going, but it didn't happen that way. He got a way better match with another Texan. Yeah. You think back to that next year's WrestleMania. Did Sean even wrestle in that WrestleMania? Nary a, sh- a heartbreak I, kid to be found. And I do like thinking about, like, if Shawn Michaels at this point in his life wasn't, like, a hot mess, we might never have gotten the version of Stone Cold that we ended up getting, or at least when we did. You know, it might have nope. taken a little longer to get there. Eight out of ten zip lines, eh? Yeah, I think that's a little charitable from you. I, you're a nice guy, and I understand where these ra- <laughs> ratings you. come from. But I need more compliments like that in my life. <laughs> the grassy, I am not going to give it an eight. I'll give it a six. Six for me is a good match. It is definitely I, this is a match that gets talked about a lot, but this is the match that feels like a prototype. I feel like this match, these two guys it after this yeah. could have done a better version of this. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's totally fine to watch. I think you can watch the highlights of it. And you caught the match. It's Easy. fine. Yeah, it's there's a lot. The whole ha- first half but, is pretty. So we'll call that pretty tame. Six out of ten. Jose Lothario jogging through an entire <laughs> run through of sexy boy to the I ring. I hate. I also hate that line. Uh, they had the Slammies the night before, and Shawn Michaels won one of them, and dedicated one of the awards, the Slammies, to Jose Lothario. To which Jerry the King Lawler quips, like, well, you're going to find that in a pawn shop uh, in Tijuana tomorrow. Oof, yeah. Vaguely Motherfucker. like, Tijuana, why not San Antonio? You know? <laughs> yeah, he's Texan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what are you talking it's about? Just shit like that. Like, uh, King on top form? I don't, was he ever on top form? I don't know. I, Son of a bitch. I do appreciate, I can't even remember the line. Oh, I got you. you Where's, got the line? He sees, uh, I think they cut to briefly to uh, Stu Hart and yeah, they, some of the. Uh, yeah, Brett's talk kids. about Stu being there. Is Helen Hart here? That's Brett's mom. Is Helen Hart here? Heard uh, she went shopping. She was at an antique store and they kept her. <laughs> Which is like, I gotta Boom. admit, that's Ow. that's a it's a great fit. He's got he's got I'm one sorry. for all of them. Man. Sorry, he should have just been a professional roaster, <laughs> a roast master general. I guess is that what you call it? Is that a real thing? God, that's embarrassing. A grill master, if you but, will. Fuck, that's a great line. Walked into <laughs> an antique shop store. and they kept, kept her. My God. (laughs) Everybody is tired at this point about hearing about CM Punk, the scrum, and then him uh, eating a baby and beating up the the young bucks. (laughs) For those of you that don't know, or you're just playing dumb about it, 
There has been uh, some shit that went on recently. Backroom bullshit, an actual fist fight. Can you believe it? Old school actual yeah. fist fight with biting and everything, which for some reason, the more we think about it, that's like a wrestler's go-to move in an actual fight is biting people. He's not the first one, Ace. And not steal, the last. And it won't be the last. Currently, maybe this is all changed by the time it comes out, but CM Punk, uh, Ace Steel, uh, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega. Long story short, uh, CM Punk said some shit in this fucking scrum and they went to go check on him and somehow Mr. Injured Guy um, fucking destroyed everyone yeah, in the room. Beat the shit out of somebody. Fucking you forgot Larry. You forgot to include Larry. Larry the dog. The dog. I've got Larry the dog didn't get suspended <laughs> for the record. Larry the dog's okay. Who's the That's third man? <laughs> it's not a man at all. It's a dog, <laughs> a boys. Dog. We're gonna review the scrum because I feel like that makes more sense than us just giving you our uneducated opinion on backstage bullshit. Like originally, we you're originally, probably tired of it at this. Originally, point we were gonna cover uh, the main event match. Yeah, for, for we had planned in. on it before the event yeah. happened. We're like. Wow, this is going to be a good match. And it was. It was a very, very yeah, good match. Great. Quick fashion segment, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Tony is sitting there and CM Punk comes out. and uh, TK, that curly TK, headed fuck. Yeah, wearing his best <laughs> B Rabbit cosplay, just a black hoodie. hoodie yeah. And uh, Feeling CM comfortable. Punk. It's probably cold in the arena. Sits down, fucking caked in blood. Caked in it. Yeah. Absolutely caked in He's it. He's got the Samoa Joe towel across yeah. his uh, neck. Towel over his neck. He <laughs> looks like he got the shit beat of him. We would find out later he did. He is now injured for what they're saying six to eight months. Yeah. Uh, is the rumor regarding torn tricep, torn tri and pec muscle? He comes out. Actually, his gear for this—he's wearing the long pants, yeah, long the, pants boy. The Punk's been looking good lately. He's clearly while well, he was off on his most he's recent lean. injury, injury he's, he's lean, lean, looking muscly, looking ready to wrestle. I feel like the first couple matches he had when he came back, he looked like he had taken some time off. You know, <laughs> yeah, whatever. It'd be like eight years. Well, it was fine. See so, him schlump, am I right? right? There you go. <laughs> Talk about schlump. You mean when he slumped Matt Jackson in the fucking <laughs> locker room? Right in the chops. <laughs> so he sits down. Uh, he's got the belt on the table. This is generally when the video starts for us. Yeah. Um, there's there, the AEW version. The audio is just shit. I believe it's. I believe her name is Denise. She's a reporter for Fightful, and she does some of their after show YouTube uh, live streams. Uh, her video is beautiful because she's mm -hmm. sitting very, very close. Um, CM Punk has got this box of like baked goods in front of him and a pile of like a seltzer, bag full of seltzer waters. He yeah. calls them spits, I yeah. think, is what he calls them, but they like seltzer water or whatever. Drinking drink like a non alcoholic straight edge person would. <laughs> he sits down. Big <laughs> old bag of it. First question is from Nick uh, from Wrestling Inc. And soon as he stands up and says his name, CM Punk is like, he knew him. Hold on a second, Nick. You still doing you you're still doing uh, improv? improv. <laughs> and Nick's like, what? And he's like, who'd you used to do improv with? Uh, he says that yeah, you used to do improv stuff with uh, Scott Colton. And then Punk kind of asks him yeah, about. So are you guys friends? friends? He's like, no, actually, we, we don't, don't see, see eye to eye. eye. Which again, what I love about that is it sounds like that is a reporter's way of saying I too don't like this guy. And then he gives the best dressing down to Scott Colton and complains about media. He fucking goes off. He talks about how you know he paid his fucking rent until he gave until he didn't. He, he's like, he paid his shit. bills. I have the receipts. Deeps, I got the, the invoices. Invoices. Everything. I got the emails. He cuts a real fucking line and him. Talks about an email where he said, you know, we go a separate ways and we'll get different lawyers. This, of course, for those that don't know, uh, I believe there are some good write ups online about like yeah. kind of dissecting what he's saying. If you're not familiar with all this smart mark bullshit. It was a libel lawsuit from WWE. Yeah, WWE and their um, um, on-staff doctor who CM Suit, Punk was yeah. 
because of the, if I'm not mistaken, it was a staph infection thing. Is that what that started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just a like lot of the general other general confidence, yeah. uh, competence issues. Yeah. And then they sued both of them because of what CM Punk was saying on the podcast, Cole Cabana's podcast. Art of Wrestling. Yeah, which yeah. Um, was a great podcast. No longer exists you anymore know, no. because of what had happened. Yeah, yeah. and that, that, it's like a two-hour basic shoot that he's just like it's two parts. This is yeah. This is what's wrong with the Fed. This is why I yeah. left. These are the things that happened to me while I was in it. And this is uh, and then the aftermath of him. That that's that's the beginning. Yes. And then the second half of that art of wrestling podcast with Punk is him talking about the aftermath of what the w, the Fed did to him after he even fucking oh, left. Oh fuck yeah! So their friendship ended, and then at one point he was suing Punk to cover the legal costs of being like being sued by the yeah. WWE according to punk in this interview that countersuit got dropped when they went to fucking discovery and they found out he kept a bank account with his, his mother and then he freaked out and was like we'll yeah, forget about don't, it yeah. i don't know if that's the thing i don't ima- i don't know why him and his mom would need to share one in a modern context seems strange to me unless Tax mom breaks. needs someone to take care I can't imagine how they would get tax break. They're not married or anything. They I understand that, but like, yeah, yeah, no, it, you know? it seemed it seemed peculiar it why you have that. And again, I don't know if this is true. This is just what CM Punk is saying. It doesn't in this, matter. Got outed in this shoot, and, <laughs> and you already see Tony Khan developing twitches and just like really chugging that the, Perrier or whatever the fuck he's drinking throughout the the twenty oh. minutes of that scrum. Uh, he Khan... apologizes like five times for not coming right out the first time. Nick, this guy, apparently asked Reporter, him. Yeah about what was going on. He said no comment the first time. And then he later gave an interview with Forbes where he's very specific about what was going on. Yeah. And so he's trying to like get out in front of it and stop punk. Cause I get the vibe very quickly that they fucking had this conversation a few times. Quite. Yeah. And for whatever reason, things are still not addressed. So he punk is fucking losing it. Throughout, throughout the 20 minutes of that whole scrum, you could just, the looks, the, that TK, to his mm. friends is giving uh is he's like i can't believe i'm in this fucking mess he keeps like there, there are times he's like, where he's like fucked. nodding along and he's smiling and he's trying to keep a face and there's other times where he starts like you know blinking like he's got the sun in his eyes and he's just yeah. like what 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 <laughs> he's just having these little moments like, oh no 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 shaking please his head. please don't say that <laughs> please don't say that and-, and then this goes on for over five minutes before punk is like all right nick what's your question <laughs> oh my god and what's what's hilarious is like all of the the media's on pins and needles and that blows my mind about the wrestling media yeah. i would feel like as someone who went to school for yeah. related stuff Same. for new stuff you i didn't jump spend on much that. time in there but i would like, right away looking you at jump the situation i'd be like oh i'm poking that bear we're gonna yeah. see what else you got to say yeah. but they don't everybody's asking them questions because about... they were so fucking oh yeah shocked. no because they they're thought... invited there by fucking tony gone and they want to make sure they can come back to the next one i honestly think that's it maybe but like they were i not, would be i don't think they were expecting him to hand. fucking for punk to go off like that i don't think they were ready for it it's not about preparing questions about asking follow-ups right I it's about that, asking for more detail on the thing you said they were but everybody <laughs> already worked very hard not to as far as i'm concerned i don't think it's a conspiracy or anything but i think some people like again as a media person there's no law that says you get to be there aw gets to pick who comes to these scrums and i think some of this is based off of not necessarily favorable coverage but knowing when to shut the fuck up and i think that's what a lot of these Every, I think that's what everybody did. Almost nobody asked anything about this. They're asking questions about how how great it is to wrestle John Moxley. You know, they're asking him they about got their, they, they how got his last year has been. But it, no, it sounded like fluff piece bullshit. 
I think they got caught with their pants down. The whole thing is not to prepare 40 fucking questions that need to be answered in a specific thing. Well, then they would have jumped on it. Then why didn't they jump on it? Then? Because, again, I, I think part of it is, one, they're confused. But I think as equally important, they're wondering what they can ask at this point and not make a situation worse for them. I think a lot but, of the media there was expected to him just talk about mocks and yeah, punk. They were yeah. expected for him to talk about winning the title back. Yeah. They were not expecting him to fucking cut a promo on on. It's uh, just like Cole Cabana, and then later on the. I just uh, would have loved. I mean, like I know they're just wrestling journalists, but I would love to have somebody ask a fucking follow up. Yeah, one fucking follow up. Well, to what, yeah, what do you mean great. by that? Yeah, exactly. The fact that he threw it in everybody's lap, and they all were like, "So they uh, dropped the ball." Media dropped the ball. Period on this you, one. <laughs> whatever, blah. Like just moved on to ask these fluff fucking questions. Yeah. But so he keeps coming back to it, which is the funniest fucking thing. So he gets asked a question. Tony answers it. I don't even remember what it was now. And then, then he cuts him he off. Cuts he cuts him right off. He's like, right off. Sorry to keep going back yeah, to yeah, this. Yeah. No, but then he goes. It's off. not your job to ma maintain uh, That's even that. Later, he does yeah. it multiple times. He he basically like tells Tony to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I gotta fucking says to say. But then, so then this is when we're going on about the EVPs and yeah. shit. This is when he starts going in about working with a, a bunch of kids that couldn't manage a fucking target. Target. Okay. Also, another thing that annoys me: the internet being the internet. Um, the internet is very good at like a person says a thing and then another person's like, well, actually what you said is uh, unfair and offensive to a certain group. And I'm supporting that I let people know that. So people responded like, oh, as if working for Target as a manager is, is, is easy. Retail's hard. Like it is. Nobody's saying that. I think his In point, the context between Target and AEW. Well, like, I think the thing is like it is hard to work at Target. Right, it's hard to work retail. It's not easy. What were you expecting them to say? Like, you, they couldn't manage point, a ham sandwich, which exactly. is usually what I say. But I think I like that. That's a good one. Takes out that that classist context. No, and you're really but, dumb because you can't make a sandwich. <laughs> but the part that gets me about it is like he's clearly not trying to say that it's a hard job and this is an easy job. To me, it feels like what he's trying to say is it's hurting cats to manage pro wrestlers and to run. It's yeah. a very specific thing. Yeah. And these guys couldn't manage a regular job. Yeah. How are they going to fucking come here and manage these? assholes yeah like cm punk for instance i guess is one of those assholes. <laughs> who are they to manage me these children and he is absolutely convinced it's come out like everybody i know fightful fucking wrestling observer a bunch of different organizations of, of like reporters at these places have come forward to say like no 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 matt nick never said shit to us he brings up hangman several times and shits all over him and it sounds like this all comes from the promo they did when they were feuding for uh what would eventually be the title, title. change yeah in this one promo, and it's a face-to-face. -face. They both got yep. mics, and they're both in the ring. He says something related to Colt Cabana, Cabana without... I don't even think he says his name. I can't even remember. But he says... Something some, like your buddy or yeah. your, you he know, that guy. He definitely implied some things about you you just leaving people who need you kind of thing. Yeah. And as we all know, this is clearly a soft spot that had been talked about before. Don't say whoever to whomever. Yeah. And he thought he found a cute little way to get around it. Uh, it didn't work though, and it offended him. Yeah, and CM Punk had brought it up weeks ago now, <laughs> which again he mentions in this promo, and he's like, "I had to lower myself to his level." Yeah, fuck, I love it. Hangman brought up Cole Cabana, and I took that personally. I took that personally. <laughs> yeah, there was probably there was probably like, "Don't bring this up." Definitely, of course there was. Yeah, there's no way he, he was like, it "No, anyways. it's totally cool. Talk to the guy I can't stand about the guy I can't stand who I grew up with yeah. and like you know spent a large portion of my adult life with and or supporting or whatever." I find it also intriguing too he brings up uh, the EV, uh, he brings up the elite and hangman yeah and he talks about them not wanting to take advice from the veterans oh yeah because somebody him. else this is great so somebody asks yeah. him a question 
about Terry Funk because it's something that CM Punk had mentioned before. And he's yeah. asking him about like um, veteran voices and that kind of yeah. a thing and like blah, blah, blah. And then CM Punk instantly is like, yeah, we got some great guys here. Dean Malenko. Yeah. Um, oh, that wisdom. Jerry Lynn. Mark, uh, Henry. Mark Henry. He's like, we got all that fucking, and then you got a, like a dumb, brainless, whatever he yeah, says about not him. Taking advice. Him not taking, like, doing an interview no. where he's like, oh, I don't take advice from people. How Yeah, who the fuck, fuck you are you think you, you are? are? Yeah. I love, and, he's like, I love you. I love for him to fucking say that to Terry Funk's face. He's like, no, Terry, I already know what I'm doing. doing exactly. And it's, oh my God, it's fucking, it's just such a funny moment to me, this whole interview, this whole scrum situation, because not an interview. He's just taken over time to say whatever he wants for the majority of it. Last five or 10 minutes, he does a real promo, or like not a real promo. He does a real scrum. Yeah. He answers questions. He says very nice things about Adam Cole, and he yeah. says very nice things about Mox. Moxley. Yep. And, you know, very nice things about Larry. Larry gets mentioned, too. Um, he <laughs> got the biggest pop of the night. <laughs> fun of somebody for wearing a Pittsburgh uh, a Penguin shirt. God, you fucking... And I'm with him. Fuck the Penguins. <laughs> uh, fuck every sports team that ever came out of Pittsburgh. Can we be real about that, though? The fanatic, the Philly fanatic, that horrible monstrosity. So you're not a Crime pirate? against God. You're not a Pirates fan? No. DeGrasser. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the Steelers. Fuck the NFL. I don't give a shit. <laughs> But, uh, oh, man, it's just like a whirlwind. And in some ways, like, it's hard for me not to look at this like a one-sided battle rap. This whole thing was really fucking weird. They do get to a regular moment where he says some nice things about people. And then he makes a couple more jokes about players from the Penguins. Yeah. And, you fuck know. Fuck Sidney Crosby. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm well, down Fuck with Ron Francis. Yeah, exactly. Like, Holy shit, Ron Francis? What do you ever do to like, you? <laughs> and everyone's laughing and having a good time. Shadow of the past, Ron Francis. <laughs> And he says something to the effect of like, I, I'm I'm really a nice guy. I'm actually no, no, no. Contrary to popular belief, I'm actually, I'm actually a nice guy. Which is like the funniest spike <laughs> to this whole thing. I'm using that from now on. <laughs> I love it. I love it to death. We're gonna put it at the beginning of this episode. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I'm a nice I really guy. am a nice guy. <laughs> I'll just cut into you talking. I like it. <laughs> we you. uh, yeah. So Josh, what out of ten? What's do you give this scrum? <laughs> 10 out of 10 muffins i like to point out the entire time yes punk, oh my god <laughs> 10 out of 10 muffins the entire time this scrum takes place in the 20 minutes he eats both a muffin and a piece of cake yeah and he like at one point takes out six cans of this fucking soda water and puts it on the table like he's gonna like just shotgun them all like steve yeah. austin style he's yeah boo, 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 boo. <laughs> and i knew at that having point, a couple of punk wisers <laughs> like, I, I can imagine being in the room watching that and be like oh shit's about to happen he's yeah. like he's obsessive compulsively removing things and lining them up <laughs> on a table like he's about to commit murder oh how do you feel about in in isolation the scrum itself how do you feel Punk said it himself. I'm tired. I'm old. I'm beat up. Yeah. Sorry to say that. He's talking about his uh, fracturing his foot, like, and that was the worst. This is a guy who fucking damn near uh, was going to die from a brain injury twenty yeah. years back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he said fucking returning from that. Returning a from one his hour, foot injury. Talks about a one hour surgery. Turning into four. four hours. Yeah. He yeah, he talks about that's being the worst injury. His foot. Him talking about his employers in such a manner, that's a lot of fucking balls, man. And at the same time, it's very conflicting because has he just been like this the entire time, his whole life? That's the that's one side of the story, right? So yeah. I guess we'll get into some more of the bullshit. I is, guess he, is he that difficult to be around? This is the Contrary to popular belief, is he a fucking prick? We've 
Yeah. I mean, hmm. it raises more questions than it does answers. The mystery of pro wrestling is back, baby. Oh, God, I love it. I love it. Baby. 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 Not not in this house. There's no baby. There's no baby in wrestling. For me, it is baby. I, I just totally. I'm not. <laughs> I think Adam Cole is good enough getting himself over. He doesn't need my help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, yeah. Well, so, what about you? What do you, what do you, uh, what do you rate this? This is an interesting one. I've, you know, I've seen better promos, uh, but just the <laughs> effects of this promo itself kind of put it into its own category. Before you rate, I, I have another point. Is this pipe bomb 2.0? No, this is different than the pipe bomb. <laughs> Because it is sort of like fuck this back room, but it's definitely a little bit more than that. It's a little more direct. I don't know if I've seen a fucking wrestler versus media interaction like this since uh, what is it, Doctor D beat up the fucking John Stossel. <laughs> John Stossel, <laughs> you call me fake? Does that feel fake? To you? Does that feel fake to you? Holy, and you got punished for that too. Yeah, and I just 30, 40 years ago, thirty-five years ago, I honestly can't get over that. This is all about Colt Cabana. Like, sure, Colt's a guy and has friends, but, like, this is the shit that's going to happen because of Colt Cabana? Is Colt Cabana that fucking important? I don't get it. They must love him pushing a broom. I don't get it. I don't get it. Because that's all he's got to be fucking doing right now. So with that said, I would probably give this, um, I don't know, it's a weird event. I'll give it uh, 7 out of 10 lined-up seltzers. Because, like, (laughs) holy shit. Get this man a muffin. Um, <laughs> this man a muffin. You you get you get testy when you're not when you haven't eaten in a while. Shit, yeah. I'm trying to cut low. back on sweets and I'm just watching this and it's just like, <laughs> oh my god, it's torture. But okay, so some more of the bullshit. This of course leads into uh, what's probably going to be remembered for a long time as a real infamous event in pro wrestling. It's, it's this there and the the hair pull between Brett and Sean. There. There's multiple um, stories being told. Of course, because all we're getting right now is the media saying, we know a guy who knows a guy, and this is what he told us. Yeah. So we got very different takes from different sides. What we do know for sure is that the Young Bucks with Kenny Omega entered a injured CM Punk's locker room after this uh, without consulting Tony Khan. And uh, at the end of this, CM Punk had punched Matt Jackson at least once, perhaps more than once. And... Ace Steel, yeah, Ace Steel, who we just got introduced on television (laughs) the last week, uh, threw a chair and then bit Kenny Kenny Omega Omega. in the fucking thigh, apparently. How did he get down there? We also know Larry was in the room. Yeah. Um, The dog was losing its mind. It was barking, barking, barking. Of course it was. There's like a fucking fight breaking out. Um, What we. Everybody should look up the dog and see how kind of tiny he is. He is hilarious looking. Great underbite. Top tier dog. I get why CM Punk wears his clothing that says larry on it i get it get it um but there's a lot of back and forth to what happened in each thing and it blows my mind in a couple uh different ways and it's hard not to have questions reading one of the updates and finding out that they're like head illegal was there when it happened blow is fucking wild just wild um so this long story short leads to cm punk Ace Steel and five other assholes, the the, the elite and two other dudes. All you say suspended. Christopher Daniels is there and nobody got moonsaulted? I, I'm shocked. <laughs> I am shocked. Best moonsault ever. Oh man! And nobody, nobody, nobody took it. Hangman Page, uh, the smartest person apparently out of this entire group, <laughs> Not left available, before yeah. any of this shit happened. Smart man. There's a lot of talk. Of what's going on? They're all suspended. CM Punk is going to be injured for another late months. Media has been very media about it. And it's clearly Did you say getting. Uncle Ace got fired. 
it hasn't even been it's made still official. In the air, yeah. There is a third-party investigation going on because legal God. fucking threats were brought up. I think Fightful had a report uh, where they were saying one person they talked to thought the best thing for everybody was for these assholes to figure it out, come back, and do what's best for business. And fucking, and honest to God, They've... can you think of the money they would make right now if they somehow came back? But it's hard not to see some separation here. This there's is the thing that many, gets me. There's too many fucking people want. It's right easy now. to go like, oh no, CM Punk is just the guy everybody thought he was. Maybe, but also, why was the Cody versa thing? Why did Cody look like he wasn't even interacting with those guys for months? And then Cody's gone, and Cody does a great uh, promo before he leaves that's basically, you're going to miss me when I'm gone. Yeah. This you was know? my baby. In a sense, like, he really wanted together to do this. Exactly. For us to do this. This was started um, by me. MJF, Saul Friends Wrestling. Makes a lot of sense. CM Punk, oh, he's the root of the problem. But CM Punk was gone for months, and apparently that's when everything really hit the fan. And everybody started talking shit. And it's hard not to look at this company and feel like there is uh, a human resources issue, <laughs> to say the very least. I feel like you got a lot of little clicks, a lot of people lining up on their own, and that's fine. That's going to happen in any yeah. workplace. But it's how you get all of this shit to work together. Uh, the argument can be made, is punk this cantankerous all the time? Yeah. Does he bring with him a lot of fucking baggage? Mm-hmm. You read Bret Hart's autobiography and you tell how fucking worn out he is by the time he gets to WCW sure. being underused. Yeah. Then you flip that fucking coin with Bischoff saying he's just not motivated. Yeah. It was hard to motivate him. It's clearly been a wild fucking year. It, of yeah. course it has. Is this the same kind of fucking history repeating kind of bullshit? And I, I feel this is a lot of the a lot of the what Punk is feeling right now is that he's taking shit from these fucking kids who don't know to him. And are shit. somehow his boss. Somehow his bosses, yeah. but don't know shit from Shinola and can't take any fucking advice because it's their skin in the game. We started yeah. this. You have to answer it's to become us. become a weird little club thing. Yeah. All I've learned from this is a one-armed CM Punk can beat up Matt Jackson, and Ace Steel is the kind of An guy you want CM backing you up. <laughs> yeah. A one-armed CM Punk can punch the and shit And Uncle out of Ace Matt is Jackson. coming in to bite everybody. I think in the long run, CM Punk is back in this company or he chooses to leave. Um, we got to wait. Eight I months. think out of the group here, I think he's clearly the bigger draw. I don't I, I, I'm not saying that's the only thing. It's not the Hulk Hogan rule. You can be the worst guy in the world and keep your job. But I think if we're trying to compare bad behavior here, I that scrum worries me a lot less than the EVP storming in representing the company that they supposedly work for on on a wrestler who's clearly fucking pissed. If they're you say that they're they're representing their own interests, best yeah. interests, regardless not the uh, fucking company. And again, I don't expect them not to because it must be so hard to be a pro wrestler, man. You're your own writer. You're your own director. Yeah. You're your own hairstylist sometimes. You do all this fucking shit. You have to push yourself. But like, maybe you just don't hire active wrestlers in executive positions. Yeah. Maybe you have outsiders deal with this. Maybe you have actual human resources people train it doesn't these work. fuckers. It doesn't work. Anything yeah. else, Josh? Yeah. Uh, shit, what was I going to say? Probably something super important, but it's lost to time. <laughs> Josh. No, I was going to say something. Shit. Oh, fuck. Josh. What? Send us home. <laughs> oh, so sad. <laughs> in the meantime and in between time, this has been another thrilling episode of the Pink and Black Playback. Tune in next week. Same Brett time. Same Brett channel. Adios. Adios. Fuck Sidney Crosby. Fuck Sidney Crosby. <laughs>